All right, hello you guys, how are you? I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you guys are doing amazing. So welcome back to another episode with me. Uh, thank you guys for coming back. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, so we're gonna jump right into it because um, I don't wanna make this one super long, but I do have a lot to say. Also, I do have notes because it is, I'm talking about a lot of years here. And I just don't want to be all over the place. There's certain points that I do want to hit, so on, so on. So I might be checking my paper here and there. Uh, so bear with me. So the last episode, I talked to you guys about my dad and my relationship with him and my childhood a little bit. And I told you guys that I wanted to talk about this because I feel like that's basically my blueprint. Um, you know, how my dad is with us and how my dad was with my mom in that relationship. I feel like... We, we take on that blueprint like we I mean as a child I knew that they didn't have the perfect relationship I knew that they were fighting I knew that there was like money problems all that stuff but in my head that's all I knew so I feel like that's really what affected uh, my next two relationships um, because of that blueprint okay so that's why it was important for me to talk about and also I want to give you guys an update about um, my whole dad thing so if you guys did listen to the last episode, I mentioned to you guys, there was like certain parts where I would tell you guys, you know, he was a good dad to me. Like he was a good dad to me, to us, but to my mom is just, you know, blah, blah. So that same day that I filmed that podcast episode, I had a conversation with my mom and basically I was just asking her questions, questions that I never really asked. And one of the questions was, mom, you know, I remember how my dad was towards you. I know that he was very explosive. I know that he yelled at you a lot and so on, so on, so on. And then I asked her, was he like that with us? Like, you know, with me and my sister? Uh, like with Laura, I feel like I can kind of see it as we got older. But was he like that with me? You know, because I don't remember all of that. Like, I have no, like, memory of that. And she looked at me kind of like, kind of like, are you are you really asking me this, Denira? And she goes, yes, like, he was like that with you. Like, and I was just like, kind of like, whoa. Um, and kind of like, now a lot of things make sense because of the way I am. Like, a hundred times even more sense. Because, you know, I was like, maybe, because I saw it with how he was with my mom. And, you know, he can be like that with other people. But to me, he was a good dad. Like, to me, he wasn't like that. And I blocked it all. Like, I, that's. I don't remember that and that's a trip but also it just brings a lot of like in a weird way comfort that I'm like I understand why I am the way I am like that trauma that I carry that like you know how scared I am to speak up especially to him is because of how he was towards me um and I even took it another step not that I didn't believe my mom but I asked my sister I was like did he was he like that with us and then once again i got the are you crazy look and or like are you really asking that and she's like yes like and i once again i was just like well like there's a lot of things that i'm blocking um and even as i was writing my notes about um this relationship um there was a lot of blockage as well and i was trying to remember as much as i can and there's a lot of things I don't remember. So with that, um, let's get started. <laughs> um, so with this person, you guys, I do have two kids with him. Um, so it, 
you know, I knew that I was recording this episode and I was very nervous about it. I've been nervous about it when um, I knew that I wanted to talk about all these things. Um, with my dad, it felt, it felt hard, but it felt a tiny bit easier because although he does have social media, um, he's not in that I don't know, <laughs> that I know of, he's not like involved in my social media. But with these next two, you know, people, um, I have friends, I have like family, like his family, I have two kids with him, like I said. Um, and it's, it still feels, I get a lot of anxiety talking about it, basically, is what I'm trying to tell you guys. Um, and as I was thinking about it, I, I know that I want to come from a place of like, tell my story, because it is my story, like it's my truth, it's my perspective, it's just how I view things. Um, you know, but tell my story with a lot of kindness, a lot of grace. Um, I don't, I'm not coming from a place of like, you know, just giving you guys chisme. Um, that's not my intent here. For those that uh, know me, know me. And I feel honestly, like I have watched a couple of videos of people talking about like story time or like, you know, this toxic relationship and they blab just the way I'm blabbing right now about like, you know, kind of, they're scared too of, of talking about it. And, you know, they're kind of scared of the judgment that's going to come from telling their story. And at this, when I'm listening, I'm like, oh, just tell the story already. Like, just tell the story. But I, I understand the need to kind of like say this in parentheses, um, you know, because it, it, there's probably going to be a lot of maybe judgment and maybe upset people. Um, and it, it scares me a little bit because <laughs> you guys know I hate conflict. Um, but I know where I'm coming from. I know why I'm telling my story and I feel like that's all that matters. That That's all that should matter. And I've also realized that um, probably the people that are going to be upset or criticize or judge, you know, judge, whatever, talk, it's because they're not, um, their mindset hasn't matured yet. They have an immature mindset. Um, they don't have the emotional capacity to take on what I'm going to talk about. Um, they're not ready to listen to any of that, like any of the stuff I'm going to say. Um, and that's totally fine. Like, that's totally fine. We're all at different times in our lives. And some people are going to learn um, later down the road. Some of you guys learned earlier than I did. I have gotten some even uh, like older people than I, than I am. And just telling me, like, I barely realized that now. Um, so it's so good that you're, you know, learning about this at 35 years old and not waiting until you're 50 or 60. Um, so I'm going to get started, <laughs> like I said. Um, okay, so I met him when I was 14. I met him in high school and um, I was a freshman and he's a year older than me. Um, so I met him in, I actually was in math class. And I, he was funny, he was funny. And, um, you know, it was kind of that, and I can say that, I can say that now because I, I know what I felt at that moment, but it was the feeling of he made me feel wanted. And when I say it, I know it sounds kind of sad, you know, cause it is sad. Um, but honestly, that's, why a lot of us uh, get into relationships that are not good or relationships that we feel like 
you know, we don't love this person, but we stay because of how it feels and how it looks um, to have someone to want us. And, you know, once again, that goes back to not having that um, stable, you know, environment of just having parents that are weren't emotionally really there, you know, and now you meet someone and they they just seem like they're everything, you know, and they make you feel like special and feel wanted and you get that attention. Um, so you immediately attach and you immediately like, oh, like this feels good. Um, so that's basically how I can look at it now. You know, back then I had no idea about all of this. I just, I have a boyfriend now, you know. Um, so we got into a relationship. And I am going to skip a lot because a lot of things have happened. And it's, like I said, a lot of years of this. Um, so I got pregnant at 15. Uh, so within the year, I I got pregnant. Um, very difficult. I have talked about it before. But, you know, I was uh, basically a teacher's pet. You know, I was just the good girl, the quiet girl. So it was a shocker to everyone that I ended up getting pregnant. Um, I hurt my parents, hurt my mom for sure. Um, and just the way when I was thinking about how he acted when I got pregnant or when, um, you know, when I told him, um, what I can say now is that, um, yeah, what I can say now is he is, he wasn't, he wasn't emotionally there for me. Um, he wasn't like, you know, he didn't wash his hands. He was not like, that's not my kid. Do it. You know, no, I didn't experience that. He was there. Um, but he wasn't emotionally there for me through it all. Um, and I feel like he was young too. So, I mean, we were both immature. We were both young. We didn't know what was what we were doing. Um, but I did feel alone. Like, I felt like, you know, my dad was the one taking me to the to the appointments. I was going by myself. Um, there's a lot of things that I felt like I did by myself. Um, and as you guys know, pregnancy, for those that do know, like, being pregnant is a lot. Like, especially at a, that young age, I was just so confused about everything. I felt just very alone. And um, so I feel like, you know, once again, looking at it now, um, he's a funny guy. He's very, very funny. He can make you laugh. Um, And I feel like that's what kind of just took me in. Um, And, but he uses that as kind of to avoid uh, a lot of things avoid um, real situations, big problems. Um, he doesn't know, I feel, he doesn't know how to really confront um, big things. He kind of hides a little bit. Um, so that's kind of what I see it. I'm going to look at my notes because I don't want to get sidetracked and I can go into like too many things. Um, okay, so at this point, you guys, when I was pregnant already, there was a lot of, uh, not a lot, but I meant there was um, cheating involved. And I know that we all have different views on cheating and what cheating is and what it's not. But but there was um, flirting. There was, um, you know, him showing interest in other girls. All that type of stuff was happening already. Um, and... You know, when he was confronted, it was always like, oh, it's nothing. Like, oh, I'm exaggerating. It was always kind of like just making my thoughts and feelings kind of just uh, like just you're exaggerating. Like, calm down. That's not like, 
you're thinking too much of it. Um, but it's like, I just stayed, I stayed through it all. Um, and, um, I got pregnant again. Okay. So I, within the year and a half, I got pregnant and once again, I was very alone. Um, I, I felt like, I think he was also scared. Like he was also scared of man, like now she's pregnant again and we just had a kid and you know, like I, I, I was scared too. Um, but he left me alone. Like he left me alone and, um, I had to carry that burden by myself for a long time. And, um, I hid my pregnancy for six months. I didn't tell anyone that I was pregnant and deep down inside it was because, um, I was scared and I was immaturely trying to avoid it. Like if it was going to go away, it was going to disappear. This entire six months, I went to the doctor once just to, for them to confirm that I was pregnant and I just kind of ignored it. And I will talk about this maybe in another episode. Um, but there's a lot of mom guilt there as now because we all know that our kids, you know, when they're in our bellies, they feel everything. Like they feel everything, our emotions, all that stuff. And for me not to be open about it, enjoy the pregnancy, like I was living in like every day, you know, trying to hide it. Like I look back now and I'm like, man, I feel bad for 18 year old me who had a one year old and was pregnant and was trying to like hide it from the, her parents was stressing now what am I going to do what am I going to do like it I can like I can say I can only imagine but I'm the one that went through it um but it, it just it, it definitely cost a lot like a lot in me um and you know after six months I told my parents and my parents were like you know it is what it is and you know within a couple of months uh, Kimberly was born and, um, I don't know how many months she was. I definitely know that she was a couple of months. She was not even a year. Um, he went to jail and I remember he, um, he was locked up and someone told me, um, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but someone told me, Hey, are you and uh, so-and-so still together? Because like, it appears that he has a girlfriend and I was like, what? Like, yes, we're, we're together. Like we just had a child, you know, like, and, um, he's like, oh, someone's posting back then was MySpace on MySpace and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I didn't even have a computer. I didn't have a phone that had internet, nothing like that. So I remember going to like, I lived in an apartment building, going to like my friend's house and like being desperate to like get on a computer, looking on MySpace, trying to like find this person and yeah, I, I confirmed it that he was like in a relationship with someone else. And I remember that I still went to go visit him and I confronted him and I said like, I know about so-and-so. And once again, he kind of just said like, oh, that's nothing. Like, don't worry about that. Like, it's like basically like not being able to tell me straight up. And of course, they always deny it, even though the evidence is like in my face <laughs> and in, in their face, they'll, they'll deny it. Um, so they denied it. <laughs> he denied it. Um, and I remember you guys, like I, I, he got out and he, even though he told me it was nothing, he ended up like basically staying in that relationship. And I remember clearly, clearly it just one thing that's ingrained in me is I remember one day I was talking to him and I was like crying to him and I was 
begging him. And I was like, please, like, please, like, I'll forgive you. Like, I'll forgive you. Like, just leave her, leave her and stay with me. And I'll just, like, forget about what you did and blah. I'll forget what you did. Um, I just wanted to stay a family. Like, please, like, please. I was begging him. And he ended up, like, choosing her. Um, and I wish that that was, like, the end. Meaning, like, you know, that's when I was able to break free and the, the relationship ended. But honestly, this... Sorry. <laughs> this stayed on uh, and it went on for, like, just years of basically him being with someone, but he was still um, keeping me there. You know, he would still show up to my house. He was still asking for help. He was still like, you know, he was just, you know, and I, of course I had two kids with him. So he was involved in their life like that. Um, but he also made sure to keep me around. Um, and I settled for being the side. Um, I settled for just, you know, just being like, Whenever he wanted to show up, I'll be here type of person. Um, and that comes from, and now I can say that. Back then I didn't know, I, I had no clue. But now I can say that it's because the need of feeling wanted, of feeling like, you know, having someone there. Also like holding on to hope that, you know, we can still be a family. And, you know, he's a very big family person. Uh, when there was like events and stuff like that, he made sure to, you know, for me to be there, for the kids to be there, um, because he's big on family like that. Um, and I always took that as in like, well, he still like, he still wants, you know, for us to be a family. He still wants that. Like, you know, like I was holding on to hope and, um, you know, back then I, I keep saying that cause it's honest truth. I had no idea. Like I had no idea. Um, but it, it's, it was toxic. Like it was very, very toxic. Um, I did try to date, um, this entire time while he was with someone else and he was still trying to keep tabs on me and all that stuff. Um, I did try to date, but as soon as he would find out that I was dating someone, he would kind of ruin that. He would start to like, basically like just sweet talking to me, like, you know, being there more and all that stuff. And I would end up like, um, ending my, my dating. Um, and it always, it went back like that for a couple of dates, um, throughout the years where I tried and it just, I would go back, I would go back. And, um, so this went on once again, it's like a span of years, you guys. Um, and I will start wrapping up pretty much like the end to this a little bit um but the entire time that this was all going on um there was shoving there was um property damage like he broke my phone type of things um and he was a big bully like a big big bully um and he just covered it always as like joking, but I, you know, I, I'm an emotional person, you know, and I couldn't take some of that stuff. 
and uh, there was a lot of like because he jokes around a lot there was a lot of like putting me down in front of other people and to him it might be a joke but when I would tell him that it would make me feel a certain way or you know all that stuff it just it never stopped you know it never stopped and he's very machista um very it's my way or the highway um it's whatever he says goes type of person um and that's very hard to talk to someone like that uh for you to voice your opinion and it's just you get shut down like it's it's like no like they can't see it and i wasn't perfect you guys i i and I'm not perfect. I'm st- I'm not perfect at all. I have a lot of flaws and I feel like um, he might have a different view on things, meaning like, well, she didn't do this and maybe she was like this and she was like, you know, I, I get all of that. But even saying all of that, it's still not okay what he did. Nothing makes it okay. You know, you should never treat someone like that, period, period. Um, and that was something that I needed to learn. That you never treat someone like that, period, regardless. I always, like, when I, while I was in the relationship, I tried to, like, you know, maybe it's me. Like, maybe I'm not fun enough. Maybe I am too cranky. Maybe I'm too moody. Maybe I'm too this. And it was, like, I'm all like that because I'm unhappy, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm miserable. Like, I, I am, like, carrying a lot of burden. I am, you know, a young mom. And I have someone, a partner that is not all there who just plays with me 24 7 um and that was very hard very very hard um i remember trying to like make it work and i was like let's go to therapy like let's go to therapy and i went by myself because he didn't want to i remember starting to read books on self-help like boundary books and all that and that's when i really started to like my mind started to expand a little bit and just kind of realizing a lot of things at a young age Um, and it just kind of planted a seed. It did take a very long time for that seed to water and for it to like just open up and blossom. Um, but those seeds were planted a long, long time ago. So, um, let's skip over to 2010. So in 2010, um, we were living together, but we were both unhappy. Um, we were both just, it's like we were living together, but we're just coexisting. Um, he would go out all the time. He would come back home whenever he wanted. Um, so on, so on. And I would try to, like, tell him, like, you gotta move out. Like, it's just not working. Like, you need to leave. When he would come home in the middle of the night type of thing, like, it would get me mad. Of course, who wouldn't? Um, so I would tell him, like, you need to go. Like, come on. Like, you know, and he would not, like, he would not budge. He would not move. Um, and I felt trapped, like I felt trapped for a very long time. And, um, so this was in 2010, basically hit like, um, eight years that we were going through this back and forth, eight years. Um, in total, I counted as 10, but eight years, let's say. Um, and finally he told me like, I'm going to move out. I'm going to move out. I'm leaving, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of, like, shocked. I was like, okay, like, what happened in my head? I was like, what happened? Because he never wanted to move out. He never wanted to leave. But there he was, like, saying, I'm moving out. So he moved out. And I remember that week, maybe even probably that weekend that he left, 
within days, basically. Um, I saw on, I think it was MySpace still. Maybe it was Facebook. It was Facebook. It was Facebook. I don't remember. Um, um, I saw that he posted, um, when in for, first and foremost, his account had been private, right? I had never access to any. I was not in his friends. I was not like, even though we were together. I know, red flag. Um, we were living together um, and I still had no, I was not on his social media. And um, that week that he left, within days, like I said, he made his uh, account public. And I was able to see um, that he was already in a relationship with someone else. And that really, like, I had no clue. And, you know, we were living together just a couple of days ago. And uh, now he, he was in a relationship with someone else. And I was like, I, I was like, I had many questions of like, how long ago has this been happening? Like, when did he meet her? Like, you know, it was like, basically, he cheated on me all over again, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And it was very heartbreaking because, you know, he had cheated on me before, but this time felt different. Um, I felt very, very small. I felt like it was like, you know, when you get cheated on, it's you feel like you're not worthy. You feel like you're not enough. Like you feel like it, it's just an ugly feeling. And, you know, so he ended up being with someone and I ended up getting in a relationship within the month. And we'll talk about that relationship. <laughs> um, and it was a big mistake getting into a relationship within a month. I had just gotten out of an eight-year relationship with someone back and forth, a very toxic one. There was no time to heal, nothing. I just like did the same thing he did and just went from ending one relationship and bouncing to the next one. Um, so we'll go back to that relationship in another episode. But so we do have two kids together. Um, so there is, when two people separate, there's a lot of anger. Um, you know, it, it's just, you're mad, you're upset. You don't know how to handle it. Now your partner's with someone, you're with someone. Like, it's just very, very just, <laughs> like, it's ugly. It's ugly. Um, and he's a great dad. So, you know, he didn't just forget about his kids and just, you know, leave them. Um, he wanted to see them all the time. He wanted to like just call them all the time, you know, and at that time they were little, you know, so he would show up just to or make plans without consulting me, um, you know, stuff like that, you know, just parenting stuff, uh, co-parenting. And I decided that, you know, this is not working. Like you can't just show up and make your own plans whenever you want. Like that's just not how it works and how it's going to work. Um, so I ended up taking him to court and we went through all that stuff, uh, basically, you know, build up a, a schedule, what, you know, when they'll be with him, so on, so on. Um, and also we established ch child support. So this was in two, like 2011, I want to say. Um, and I feel like, um, and I, and I say that now, but the reason that we have a great co-parenting relationship and, you know, is just very amicable. It's because I don't fight a lot of things. Like I just let it go. I think of my kids and I'm like, you know, for Christmas holidays and stuff like that, there was times where it wasn't his, his 
you know, time or whatever. But I would ask the kids, like, do you guys want to stay here or do you want to go with your dad? And with their dad, they have a big family, a lot of cousins, all he, you know, here, we don't, I don't have that. So if my kids wanted to go with their dad, I'll be like, just go, it's fine. Like, you know, I, I let a lot of things like that. I would just ask my kids and my kids wanted to go, I would let them go. I wouldn't like fight anything. Um, and this entire time, um, I have been basically financially supporting my kids and I had, you know, I did mention we did child support and at that time when we did child support, he had a, a job that wasn't paying him a lot of money. He was young um, and it wasn't paying him a lot. So after doing the calculations, all that, like I got nothing, like it was nothing, you guys, like I don't even want to tell you guys a number. It was nothing. Okay. It was nothing <laughs> for two kids. It was nothing. Um, this was, you know, over 10 years ago. And I never went back to the child support office and basically have them, I did have an opportunity. They did reach out, you know, after a few years, um, saying basically to evaluate where he's at now, you know, um, has his job changed, has his income changed. And um, I went by myself cause he, he was supposed to go and he didn't go. I went by myself and basically I said like, no, it's okay. like. You don't need to, like, I don't need them to check anything. Um, and I never went to the child support office and I never had them, like, do an ev evaluation on where he's at now and how much money he's making now and, you know, that he should be paying more, so on and so on. And the reason that I didn't was because I was, I, I was thinking of him. I was thinking of, you know, he has, he had a, he had a wife then, he had a kid, he, you know, had expenses, he had, like, you know, in my head, I was like, he's picking up his kids. He calls them almost every day. He, um, you know, just, you know, he buys them when he's like, when, when they're with him, he provides for them, you know, like it's fine. Like it's fine. So when it came for like school things and, you know, just things I feed the kids every day, you know, that's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> um, it, um, you know, I, I was like, basically I'll take it on. Like, I'll just, I'll take it on. Like, I'll just, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to bother him. I just felt like he was already financially hurting. So I was just like, I didn't want to come in and financially hurt him too. Like, so I just let it go for a long time. And even till this day, I haven't done anything. Um, and that's a lot of burden to carry. That That's a lot for me to carry. And I did that uh, and I continue to do it. Um, and I'm looking at my notes, you guys, because I don't want to get sidetracked. I'm on the right track, but um, I just want to make sure we're good. <laughs> um, I am on the right track. We're almost done. <laughs> okay. So, you know, in the last, I want to say month, I had a conversation with him and it was basically a conversation that really just kind of blew my mind and a conversation that just opened my eyes to what I'm actually doing and for who I'm doing it. And it just kind of just blew it out of proportion for me. So this entire time, you know, like I said, I've been financially supporting my kids. And that was hard for me to say out loud because I feel bad. I feel bad saying that. I feel bad that, you know, how it's going to make him look and so on and so on. But it's the truth. It's the truth. And, but it was hard for me to say it, you know, and 
also when I say that I'm a single mom, like some people don't agree. Some don't people agree because he's still in their life, you know? And yes, like I said, he's a great dad, but a great dad does other things too. It's not just picking up your kids and calling them. There's more to raising kids here. Um, So I had a conversation with him and basically, you know, he insinuated that I don't know what it's like to to just he it's because I what I took it as was um I'm not a real woman um and in his head he was like I didn't say that I didn't say that you're not a real woman um but basically the way he feels is that I still live with my mom and my dad and he lives on his own and that it's two different things and I don't know what it's like to not have anyone. He said, I don't know what it's like to not have anyone because I still have my mom and my dad who help me out a lot. Um, and you know, that's basically where the conversation how the conversation kind of started and you know I even then I didn't want to hurt his feelings but uh, I it was kind of like what like I I told him I've been financially supporting your kids this entire time I never bothered you um and you know he kind of started to kind of get mad and he was kind of like you took me to child support like you chose that like you were okay with that number and I was like okay, yes, but that was years ago, like 2011. I never went back to the child support office for them to charge you more, for them to up what you're giving me. And basically he said, well, whose fault is that? Like, he's like, go, go. Um, And I had told him like, you know, I, when the kids were, you know, attending, I remember Anthony started middle school and I needed help with like uniforms and stuff. I messaged him and I said like, you know, I need to buy him stuff, this and that. I never heard, like, I never, you know, so after that, I was just kind of like, I'm done asking, like, I'm just done asking, I'm going to do it myself, and I'm going to support my kids, period, like, I'm just, he can do what he wants, meaning he can pick them up, be there for them, you know, so on, so on, I'm going to do what I can, and, and just don't even argue about it, don't, don't, I didn't want the drama, I didn't want, like, the, just, you know, how it goes and, and your your energy gets sucked up. Like, I just didn't want to do all of that, so I left him alone. And that conversation was kind of like, you know, for him to say that, not admit that I'm financially supporting the kids and, and, you know, be thankful for it and be like, yeah, like, I do see that you financially supported the kids and I, you know, thank you so much. And there was none of that. It was kind of like, no, you don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's like. And... That was kind of like, man, like, I am sacrificing myself, you know? Yes, I love my kids, and and all parents sacrifice themselves. But there's a lot of points where, even though he wasn't helping me financially, he was asking to borrow money, you know? And I would let him borrow the money. Money that, at times, he didn't pay me back. And he can't see that like he can't like what like 
I never bothered him. I left him alone. Like when it came, I tried to just do my best with my kids and just handle it by myself. And he can't see that. Like I, I'm just, I, I was like, it was a big, like an eye opener. Like I'm carrying all this baggage for someone who can't even openly admit and just say it like yes you have been doing it thank you so so much I appreciate it thank you for everything that you have done for me this past years nothing and not that I did it because I wanted a thank you not because I did it because I wanted to feel appreciated not because I still wanted to be in his life none of that I did it because I genuinely cared for him because that's just who I am right this is the reason that I'm here Dealing with all of this mental health and depression and all that stuff is because of all that stuff. All of this that I've been carrying inside. For people that don't appreciate it. And maybe deep down inside he does. Maybe. Maybe. But for him not to tell me like while we're having this conversation, like it was just kind of like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done because... It's doing a lot to me, a lot. And being in relationships like this, and even though me and him were not in a relationship, we were co-parenting all this time, but I cared for him, period. And I wanted to like help him out whenever I could. Um, But when you're doing it for people that just don't care or who bash you or who, you know, whatever it is, um, it hurts you deep down inside and it does something inside of you and things like this the baggage that we are carrying it keeps us from being successful it keeps us from growing in life it keeps us from you know finding the right relationships because we have this toxic people around us um and you're not cutting them off so it just you're not ready you're not ready to welcome healthy environments welcome healthy relationships um, because you're still stuck in this toxic relationships with people it's friends husband boyfriend dating your mom your dad whatever it is um and i feel like all of this that you know um has been happening to me this hard season is meant for to you know for me to slow down And for me to really look at things the way I'm looking at them now and how it's affecting me, how, you know, I feel like I had reached this level of success, but I was still unhappy. Like, I was still unhappy. And I have said it um, in, I think, one of my classes um, where it's like, I really learned that money doesn't, you know, how they say money doesn't bring happiness. You know, I know that money brings opportunities for sure. It has opened up so many doors for me, Um, but I was still very sad inside you know um and it's because of all of this like this is one of the things um you know and that's why I'm speaking about it because um I need to release it I need to free myself from it um because I am done letting things and people hold me back from doing what I'm supposed to do you know doing what God wants me to do walking in that purpose Um, I felt chained for so long. And what's sad is that I felt this heavy chain. 
because I couldn't get out of the relationship. Um, and God took me out, right? God took me out. He's like, all right. Like, I felt like he took me out when he moved out. And what did I do? I, I went and got into another relationship that was worse, I would say. Um, and God is like, dude, I got you out of one hole and you went to go put yourself in another hole. Um, and I will talk about that hole, <laughs> um, in the next episode, which is already giving me anxiety because <laughs> it's, it's a lot, you know, and I feel like I need to break it down into pieces and it's sometimes hard. Uh, as I was writing my notes for this one, um, it was very, um, I, I did my crying. I feel like that's why I'm not crying because I already cried. I already cried while I was writing all this down. Um, and it felt like going back to really think about certain situations um, and crying about it, it was very like just releasing and very like freeing. Um, you feel lighter because um, there's a lot of things that I had suppressed that I had not like talked about it or wrote about it. Um, so I, you know, really uh, hope that this inspires you. For you to maybe to start, you know, writing it in a journal and talking about it with someone of what you went through, uh, you know, and even if it happened a long time ago. So for me, I felt like it happened a long time ago. Um, but although we were still co-parenting and we still co-parent, um, there's still a lot of baggage that I carried from that, from the co-parenting with him. Um, and talking about it is just and saying no more like I'm not doing it no more I'm not you know like I know that um and the reason that I, I don't talk about like my kids and you know the dad because that's just something like else um I wanted to talk about like just the relationship you know me and him and um I know that some of you guys have told me like your kids will like realize it your kids will see it and you know, like, this is not, yes, like, I know all of that. Like, I know my kids the same way that I can see it now, the way you know, my dad and my mom, and I'm so thankful for my mom. Like, I can realize that as now as a woman. But what I'm saying is, like, I, I, I'm done carrying the baggage. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it no more. I'm not doing it no more. Um, so, yeah, you guys, that was it. Um, I hope I wasn't all over the place too much. Um, it was very, very hard to talk about all of this. Um, I'm sure that I blocked a lot and I'm, you know, I didn't tell you guys everything cause we would be here a very, very long time. Um, but yeah. All right, you guys, I'll let you guys go. Thank you guys so, so much. I love you guys and I'll see you guys in the next one. Okay. Bye guys. <laughs>